Local Content Podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered, or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 49 of the Powerful Content Podcast. Today, I have with me the gorgeous Annie Love, who is truly one of my most favorite human beings. Her wisdom and approach to life is truly inspiring. Annie is a certified coach serving incredible humans in early stages of their business journey. Through her wholehearted business framework, Annie helps service-based and online business owners to master their mindset create simple strategies and take meaningful action towards their goals in a heart-centered way. Over the past 18 years, she has also founded and built a multi-million dollar technology company with her husband based on a foundation of values and prioritizing family life. Through their parenthood journey, they have navigated significant health challenges with two of their children and grief following the death of their younger son, which is why Annie is so passionate about helping others and finding light and joy in this one precious life we have. Now, today we're talking about the importance of being intentional with our time to make meaningful progress in our business and personal lives. And I know that you'll walk away with this episode with the motivation to do exactly that. Welcome to the podcast, Annie. Thank you, beautiful Mel. So lovely to be here. It's such an honor to have you on the podcast. Uh, Now, Annie, I mentioned in your intro that you are one of the most inspirational souls that I know, but I also know that this has really been shaped and strengthened through your own life journey so far. So would you like to start off by sharing with my audience a little bit about this journey and how it's led you to wanting to make the most of what we have in this precious life, as you put it? I sure can. Now, sometimes our life sounds like a little bit like a soap opera. I do remember at some point being in hospital with our um, one of our kids and my son was, uh, my husband said, you know, they're going to write a like um, Australian story about us one day. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> but basically we, so my husband Ben and I have been married 20 years this year, actually. Oh, um, congrats. Thank you. We still like each other a lot, which is, I think, great. Um, But we started a business together, an IT business, and um, probably two years into that journey, we had our first son, Sam. 21 months later, we had our second son, Charlie, and uh, two years after that, we had our third son, Nicholas. And it probably sounds a little bit crazy to say that we have had two children go through a leukaemia journey. But that is true for us. And thankfully, um, our eldest son, Sam, he got diagnosed when he was five and he is now a head taller than me. He is a thriving, happy and mostly delightful (laughs) 14-year-old. Sadly, uh, the same journey was not 
to be with our youngest son, Nicholas, who was four when he was diagnosed, um, but he got sick really quickly and he had three weeks in ICU and um, we weren't able to bring him home. And he died seven years ago this year, actually. So we've had kind of that deep dive into what's important in life and and really, as one of your values is, you know, family's really important to us. Mm. That's how we set up our business was always so that I could spend time being at home with our kids. So, yeah, that's a little bit of our journey. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I'm always really in awe how you've taken this experience um, and really used it for your own growth, as well as understanding and the service of others as well. So thank you for sharing that with us. So let's just talk, if we can, how you bring this experience to the coaching table. So I really love your wholehearted business framework and that contains those three pillars of mindset, action and well-being. But can you briefly describe, you know, how it has shaped the way that you now coach? Absolutely. Well, I suppose I come from the perspective of, you know, I know that life is not always a fairy tale, if ever, you know, um, we go through different experiences that shape us and and we have chosen to take these difficult, devastating sometimes experiences and and use that as part of our rich tapestry of life. It makes us who we are when we go through, when we're forged by these kind of experiences so when it comes to building a business, I do look at those three pillars of mindset, action and well-being. Um, I suppose I have a bit of a, I've got a bit of a techie background um, in terms of I, I actually love, you know, building websites and funnels and email marketing systems and things like that. But I also understand that life is short and when it comes to, building a business. We can't be all systems and structure and strategy all the time. We need to look after ourselves. We need to breathe. We need to manage our energy. We need to, I don't know, meditate and look after ourselves. So I am big into looking at our mindset, you know, what what things are important to us. What do we value? What's our big vision? Um, what's our mindset like? And then looking at the action strategies, so things like goals and priorities, technology and systems, um, visibility and promotion, and then looking at our well-being as well. So self-love, self-care, our boundaries and how we you know, manage and master our time. I love that. And I think that a lot of business owners really understand the importance and can do the mindset and the action piece. They understand that, you know, there's certain processes we can put in place. There's certain email marketing systems we can use. There's certain things that we can do to strengthen our mindset. But when it comes to that well-being piece and understanding that our, you know, life should drive our business rather than our business drive our life, then that's where I think a lot of us do struggle. Now, with this framework that you've come up with, how do we actually start to become a wholehearted business owner? What's the first piece or what's something that we need to do to really embrace being at that wholehearted business owner? I love the concept of looking at our big vision. So what, you know, why are we here on this earth to what, who are we trying to serve? What are we here for? Um, looking at that, you know, big picture first, looking at our values, which is a, I think a huge, a, 
a core part of what we should do before we kind of get into the nitty gritty. Um, so looking at big picture first, then moving into the specifics, the goals and and then setting priorities and and then but making sure that we're also managing our energy along the way. So if we're having days where, you know, I, I really believe that consistency is important and, you know, structure and planning can really help with that. But, you know, there's a particular day where you're not feeling it, um, then rather than trying to push through, you know, go for a walk around the block and and breathe for a little bit and sit in the sun and, you know, write in a journal rather than just trying to sit at a blank screen or, you know, try to push through. I think that's beautiful uh, words of advice there because when we do try and push through, when we try and, you know, try and create something that's not really there, that our essence uh, is a little bit run dry with our, with our um, motivation or inspiration, I feel as though the people that we're trying to speak to can actually pick up on that energy, can't they? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, you're writing a sales page and you don't believe what you're writing. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, our audience is going to feel that too. So, yeah, absolutely. But stepping back, having a breather and approaching it with an energy and a joy that, you mm. know, we can bring to the people in our community. Yeah. So if people are not feeling that energy and, and joy within their business, where do you encourage them to start in terms of trying to identify what's missing or what they can do differently? I, again, come back to values. What's, you know, are we living in alignment with what our values are, with what's important to us? Um, I think when it comes to looking at self-care and self-love, it's really about sustainability and um, doing little bite-sized things every day that help us become our best selves, you know, that help us feel like we're living with our best energy and our most joy. And that's going to look different for everybody. You know, some people might love meditating and other people just don't feel it. So it's, I think it's about finding out what works for you and doing those in bite-sized pieces because, you know, we don't all have time to go to a day spa for eight hours at a time. You know, that doesn't have to be what self-care looks like, but maybe going for a walk with your dog, which is definitely one of mine, or going and doing a five-minute meditation, you know, it might just help you get through get through the rest of the, the day. I remember a discussion that we had a while ago, Annie, and it was just around this self-care piece. And something dawned for me that day that we had that discussion around the fact that self-care doesn't have to look like eight hours in a day spa. <laughs> what are those moments during the day that are just for you, that are just a time for you to, to stop and breathe? So I'm really excited to say that I now have a cup of green tea every morning. I sit in a chair in the living space and just look outside. So um, that's my little self-care for the day. And everyone knows that they don't disrupt me <laughs> when I'm having, <laughs> having that cup of tea because it's my moment just to mm-hmm. kind of breathe, like you said, and to reset and just prepare myself for the day ahead. Like I'm not going through my to-do list in my head, yeah, but I'm just you know, creating that space. Yeah, definitely. And it's going to look different for people too in seasons of life. I mean, you and I have teenagers and so <laughs> it's a little bit easier to have those pockets of silence. Mm. But, you know, for people who have smaller children, maybe it has, has to happen at different times of the day, depending on what's going on with family life. And I think it's that's a really important point to make as well, that we are all in different seasons of life and we do 
react to things differently. So what may look like self-care for me may not be self-care for my listeners as well. So it's really important to embrace whatever it is that works for you. So thank you for sharing that. Now, let's just touch briefly on values if you can, because I think that a lot of us think that we know what our values are and we probably might say them out loud a couple of times, but we never really do a deep dive into how to articulate what our values are and what they actually mean to us as well and mean to our business. How do you suggest or do you have any resources um, that people can use in terms of understanding values and how to bring them to your business? It's funny that you mentioned that, Mal. I do (laughs) have a little mini free workshop that people can log into and and work through. And it doesn't have to be a big, you know, onerous task, but I, Mm. I agree. I think people think they know what's important to them, but it's when you go through just a little activity to work out what your values are. I think people are often surprised at what comes Mm. up and, uh, you know, and it is funny, you know, when I have clients that do the values task, they, um, you know, some of them will go, oh, I didn't really want that one to be my value or, you know, or, oh, that really surprised me that that came up for me, but it's so true. So it is interesting, I think, when you actually go through the process. I think the other thing that's important is actually auditing Um, how values show up for you in your life and whether you're actually living by your values. Because, you know, I often say that um, when we are living in alignment with our values, things generally feel quite flowy and free and, um, but where we're not living in alignment with our values, that's when we get a bit of resistance and things feel hard when we feel quite stuck. So it is important to have a look at your values and to, but to also think about how they're showing up for you in your life or how they're not showing up for you in, in your life and how you can get closer to that. Yeah, awesome. I'll make sure that I pop the link to that mini workshop in the show notes. I think that you make another very important point there, Annie, in terms of we can articulate our values, but we may not necessarily think about how they show up in our life and how we react to certain situations based on our values. So it's kind of one thing being able to say what our values are, but another being able to understand how we bring them to business and life is is really interesting. Out of curiosity, Annie, what are your values? My values are authenticity, freedom, and creativity. Now, I... For me, um, I think when I originally did a values activity a million years ago, the lady that I did it with um, said for her, family and love were always a given. So I've never included those in mine because it's just, uh, of course, they're important to me. But I mean, of course, they're important to me, but I don't list them as my particular values. But yeah, creativity, freedom and authenticity are probably my top three. Beautiful. So now that we understand values and how important they are to both business and life, how do we then marry that with our busy lifestyle? So we've got so many things on our to-do list. We've got so many things that we want to achieve. How do we help find that balance between our busy life and being intentional about what we're doing? Is there a connection with values in there? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, one... um... I saw an activity recently, which was about before you make every single decision, have a split second of thinking about what value is driving that decision. 
And obviously in the beginning that that will take longer than than a split second. Um, I think values are not something to be put on a shelf and get to get dusty. I think it's really <laughs> important to to have them forefront of mind, have them written down, have them up on a wall perhaps and have a think about how they play out in your life. I am a big believer. I mean, I think these days in our very busy life, we can so easily fall down the rabbit hole of social media, of checking out what everybody else is doing in business, of consuming so much content. And I think it's really important to be intentional with our time. And for me, as I said before, you know, that that comes down to working out why I'm here, who I'm trying to serve, um, what my big vision is, and making sure that everything that I, that the hours that I spend in my day are towards those values and that vision rather than like getting to the end of the day and going, what, what did I do today? Did I make any meaningful progress in my life today? And for me, you know, that may be a case of setting like three tasks for a day and making sure those three get done first before I do anything else. Um, And just having some strategies. I mean, I don't know if you've heard about Parkinson's law, but it can apply to a lot of different things. Um, It definitely can apply to time. When When we say that we have all day to get something done, we will spend all day probably procrastinating most of it, getting that task done. If we think we have this much money in a bank account, we'll probably spend it all. Whereas if we're really intentional about how much time we have for a particular task and getting it done in that particular time, then we're more likely to achieve it. So I think it's about taking it from the big picture down to the very tangible, intentional little bits. Um, So one of those strategies might be time blocking, might be saying, right, I've got a half an hour to get this, this report written or this blog post written and only using that half an hour. It's very interesting that you mentioned uh, Parkinson's law because, yes, it is such a thing. I find that I can write a blog in, I used to be able to write a blog in the 20 minutes before I had to go to do school pickup, (laughs) you know, because I knew that I only had that 20 minutes and I had to get it done and guess what? It got done. But if I sat down at the beginning of the day and thought, "Mm, I've got to write a blog post today, you're right. I would procrastinate all day doing it. And then, yeah, it would just take so much longer than that 20 minutes that I had before um, school pickup. So that's really interesting. So how do we actually think about then uh, what tasks should take the priority and what we do need to be intentional about during that day? Well, I mean, I'm a big believer in eating the frog. Um, or eating the elephant one bite at a time. No, Um, you know, they talk about getting the hard stuff out of the way, the things that you think you're going to procrastinate on. If there's a call that you need to make that feels a little bit stretchy, you know, get that out of the way and then you can do the other kind of nicer things. Is is that kind of like eating the food that you really like first <laughs> on your plate rather than all the, the food that you just like? don't like, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Um, I think also in business, you know, looking at um, tasks that are going to move the needle forward. So when it comes to sales related tasks, when it comes to creating content that 
allows you to connect with your community, those kind of things, rather than scrolling social media just to see what else, what other, you know, business owners are doing this week, you know. So really thinking about what's going to move the needle forward, what is going to be meaningful progress in your business. I love that because we can really get sucked into those time wasters, can't we, when we're not intentional and not thinking about how how am I going to, you know, take one step closer to my big vision today? And when we do that, yeah, when we do that, that's when we're going to make the most progress. I love that advice. Thank you. I just want to switch gears a little bit now and just kind of talk about the well-being pillar, if we could, because I feel as though it's that pillar that a lot of people are actually missing from their business. It's their business drives their life rather than their life driving their business. What do we need to consider when we're thinking about that well-being pillar of our wholehearted business? I think as a gross generalization, most women are pretty terrible at putting themselves high on a priority list um, and everything else is more important. And when they get to the bottom of the list of looking after everybody else, then they get to themselves. And I think well-being and self-care and self-love really has to be prioritized. So when you're looking at a schedule for the week, how can you put in that time, like the green tea in the morning, you know, how can you put that in first? And then, you know, looking after ourselves, nobody loses, nobody loses from us looking after ourselves. And yet, we put it down the bottom of the priority list. And I think on the flip side of that, actually everybody wins when we look after ourselves because it has such a big ripple effect on the rest of our lives. I know that I am a much better wife, mother, human when I look after my nervous system, when I am calm, when I am, I've had enough sleep, when I've looked after myself, when I've got exercise, when I'm, when I'm eating well. Um, so I think well-being really needs to come at the core of what we do. And so if my listeners are listening to you talk at the moment and thinking to themselves, yes, I agree with what Annie says in terms of well-being, but how on earth do I prioritize it? When I feel like I am constantly busy. I have that busyness feeling when I feel like there's other things in my life that are, you know, vying for my attention. How can I, I guess, set those boundaries and say, well, actually well-being is the most important thing and I need to prioritize it? Yeah. Look, I don't think it's easy. Um, I I do think it comes down to boundaries and to Mm. saying I'm important, I'm valuable and therefore I need to prioritise this time. But I get that, you know, it it isn't easy and um, I think sometimes it's about setting the expectation with our family, you know, in knowing that they're not allowed to come and talk to you when you're drinking your green tea. In But, you know, we role model what it means to be loved and valued. You know, it's important mm-hmm. for us to show our family members what it means to look after ourselves um, because we want our kids to be able to do the same. You know, we want our kids to grow up knowing that they're allowed to look after themselves. Um, that's certainly not the the lesson that I grew up with. You know, my mum constantly, I mean, she had seven children, so there was a lot there to look after. But, um, you know, she was constantly on the go. And, you know, I think it's important for us to role model that. But I also think it doesn't have to be big and onerous when it comes to self-care. I think sustainability 
doing things in bite-sized chunks is really important too. So, you know, if at this season in life you are at the stage where self-care looks like closing your eyes in the pickup line at, you know, school pickup and and breathing or putting a meditation on on the car radio while you're sitting and waiting for your kids rather than scrolling social media, you know, what kind of things are going to fill your cup? What kind Mm. of things that when you get to the end of it are going to help you feel energised and joyful and sustained rather than, you know, feeling guilty? And I know when, when I spend too much time on social media, I do, I feel guilty. I feel like I should have been doing a million other things. So it is about setting boundaries and going, right, this is, if you want to scroll on social media, that's fine, but setting yourself a bit of a time limit on that. Mm. But thinking about the things that are going to fill you up rather than deplete you. And that might just be taking five deep breaths. That might be drinking a cup of tea mindfully, you know, rather than just sculling it, you know, before you have to run off to the next thing. Or drinking cold tea, which, you know, we also know is ha- no happens in motherhood. <laughs> it certainly does. It certainly does. My goodness. I just want to pick up on something that you've said, uh, Annie, and that is role modeling. And I think that if we, you know, kind of envisage ourselves 10, 20, 30 years down the track and look back at our children and what they're doing, we would probably be horrified if they weren't prioritizing themselves and, you know, their well-being and self-care. But if we're not showing them that that is a possibility in uh, their life right now, then they will never know that. So it's just kind of, you know, perpetuating those um, behaviors and actions. So I really love how you say that because I also know just running a business as well as being a role model for your children, isn't it? Like I've seen seen my kids um, over the past six years, they were probably, you know, about seven seven, nine at the time I started my business, they're now 16 and 14. And over that time, there have been so many moments where they've said, mom, I am so thankful or I'm so grateful that you have your own business because you can do this with me. Or they've just, you know, embrace that entrepreneurial spirit themselves and said, mom, what can I do for you? What can you pay me for? Mm. You know, like, can I make you some graphics? Can I do something, you know, upload some stuff to your website, whatever it is. So the more opportunities that we have to role model things like that and things like uh, prioritizing ourselves and setting boundaries and yeah, I think it can only be a positive thing. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Words of wisdom there. Now, before we wrap up, I just also wanted to touch on the fact of being intentional because that's kind of really been the theme through this episode, being intentional about what activities that you do, being intentional about things that fill your cup um, and being intentional around uh, things that don't uh, fill your cup and that you should you need to put boundaries around. Are there any things or any tools that you have in your toolkit that you can help people with understanding what are those things that I need to be intentional about because, you know, they may even be at a loss as to where they even need to start with that. So is there anything or any tips that you can give us in terms of learning to be intentional? Look, I think that awareness is always the best first step out of anything. You know, I think when we're conscious of what we're doing, you know, we're not just, or, you know, we spend five minutes on social media and we kind of pull ourselves up and go, ah, actually, is this something that will fill my cup at the moment? No, maybe I should put that away and go and do, have a sleep instead. Let's give permission to resting. So important. 
I think awareness, yeah, is so important. Just being conscious of the things that we're doing, even if you're not changing that behavior straight away, just being conscious of, you know, how we talk to ourselves, whether we're speaking to ourselves with love, you know, and then from that point of awareness comes the next step of, okay, well, how can I tweak things a little bit? You know, I think we, you know, we kind of just accept things as a given in our lives, right? And it's not until we're conscious of what's happening that we go, oh, I actually could shift that a little bit. When we stick to really high standards on things, when we believe that our house needs to be constantly spotless or that our kids need to eat at a certain time of day or that we have to have unpacked the dishwasher before we leave the house in the morning and things like that going, ah, is that actually important? Is that actually necessary? And then getting to the point where it's like, okay, well, what's the most important use of my time right now? Is it just getting out the door or is it staying here for an extra 10 minutes, unpacking the dishwasher and then feeling more stressed as I drive to the next thing? Um, So I think it's just about being aware of what's going on in our heads and in our lives and then starting to ask some questions about what we can tweak and change if we want to. And I think sometimes it's about you know, how can I bring more joy to this situation? You know, when it when it comes to, um, you know, something we might be worried about in our business or, you know, being feeling stressed about, you know, being on a podcast interview or something like that. It's like, how can I bring more fun and more joy to this? How can I love what I am doing to the point where you know that that's important, that that it's an important task for you to be doing rather than worrying about it. So I think just being conscious and then asking ourselves little questions along the way. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I know that this episode will help so many of my listeners take that first step of awareness and really start to look at is what they're doing bringing them joy and is it being intentional and is it serving them and their um higher vision as well. So thank you for sharing that. Now, before we uh, finish off, I always love to ask my guests this question. I'm really all about women owning and using their superpowers. So what would you say is your superpower, Annie? I would say that my superpower is being calm. I am, I I have honed this skill over many years, um, but I am very calm mostly under pressure, but also just in general, like I often get referred to, you know, the the duck that swims really serenely across the water and then feet are busily swimming under the the surface of the water. But I just, I don't know, I think it comes back to my life is too short. You know, we need to make the most of this one wild and precious life. And I just, I think life's too short to get too stressed about things. So I like to bring a sense of calm to everything that I do. And that definitely helps with parenting too. (laughs) Most definitely. And I would have to agree that you are one of the most calm people that I know. And uh, we were just having a discussion before we hit record around the fact that both of us are selling our houses at the moment and all the things that need to happen with that. And I kind of started feeling a little bit stressed, but you were kind of like very calmly talking about all of these things. And I was just very, very impressed. (laughs) I didn't feel like that yesterday when I was playing a thousand pillows, but yes. (laughs) Um, Do you have any final parting words of wisdom for my listeners? Do you know, I was just flicking through, I um, 
last year did a presentation on time mastery and about being intentional with our time. And one of the quotes that I had used in that was life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. And that's by the amazingly wise Maya Angelou. And I think it's so true. You know, we, we live our lives according to the, the chronos style of time, you know, with the clocks and and calendars, but we also need to take a moment. We need to create space in our lives in order to appreciate the moments that take our breath away. Um, But if we're too busy to do that, then we don't recognize the beautiful sunrises or the rainbows or the, the way a leaf falls off a tree, you know? So it's really important, I think, to have space in our lives in order to notice the little moments and to find the joy and the light in every little piece of life. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for coming on the podcast today and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate you being here, Annie. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking me. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at Meld Business. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the content effect, my membership inspiring women with service-based businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the content effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Hop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.